0: Oh, welcome back to an extremely rude episode of the Burning Even Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big-titty heathen.
1: And I'm Beth, your swive, smooth, spicy, satanist.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Beth, I am very nervous, super nervous, mm. but excited about getting my last wisdom tooth uh, extracted soon.
1: Oh, snap. I get the nervous, but excited? Why?
0: Uh, um, well, um, I'm one step closer to giving the best gum job of my life.
1: Oh. Let's get bus Let's get the bus. Get on the bus. will see you in hell. Break it, break it. Your in hell. Well, I know Tony will have strong feelings about that
0: teeth puns really
1: come on mel you know the drill punished i'm
0: gonna drill your fucking face that's what (laughs) i'm gonna do i'll definitely
1: brace myself (sighs) anyways uh (laughs) i remind everybody that no. we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com burning in six six six, you can become a supporter for only three dollars a month. You can be a sinner. We'll give you a thank you message, mm-hmm. or you can be a. Si- I'm sorry, you can be a heathen for six dollars and sixty six cents. We'll give you a shout out on every app, ep- every episode, every episode. Is very exhausting, but we'll do it because we love you. You can also be a blasphemer, and you start getting, let me see, all of this shit. You get a sticker, a t-shirt, a poster, a hoodie, and a porridge in a pear tree.
0: Say a porridge in a pear tree.
1: Yes. That's nice. uh, okay, get, whatever. And If you like us more than we like ourselves, <laughs> we'll be indebted to you. We will yes. do shady things. So you get many
0: shady things. Everything
1: from the blasphemer level. Plus, you get access to an early episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll do whatever you want, basically.
0: Anything. Anything. In and around you.
1: This is not a whorehouse. This is a whore home. God, soon, man. Soon. (laughs) But anywho... On today's episode, we have the absolute fucking pleasure of speaking with Sarah Ruthless. Oh, 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 oh. I
2: need like, a button. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh.
1: I need, like, yeah, sound soundboard.
2: Oh. <laughs> Did you make that braces pun just for me? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our shit show. Yep. <laughs> How are you doing today?
2: Oh, my God, you have a sign in everything. Yeah, I love We're it. professional shit showers. Professional shit <laughs> <laughs> Name <him. What?
1: laughs> Oh, <laughs> no. We we're
2: terrible. We're
0: horrible. Oh, I'm here for it. So the is very regret,
1: violent, so. face of regret.
0: We're, we're very no, flexible. I, you can't. <laughs> I'm not.
1: I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> not yet. <laughs> anyway
1: oh <laughs> what's up sarah how are you
2: oh you know i don't know all the planets are in retrograde all everything's on mm. fire is the ocean still on fire oh, no one also... told me that it stopped being on fire as far as i know, I it, didn't know it was
0: on fire so this is devastating news did to you
1: say me. gatorade
0: yes the planets are yes. gatorade and in oh, microwave correct. so you know the microwave <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah i don't know it's been a it's been like a moody month everyone's just like hot oh, and sweaty and yeah horny and sad and yeah, i still have not all outside on.
0: so you know yeah cool. don't i don't recommend it yeah. you know? <laughs> all those things inside it's real In yeah. home you know <laughs> <the> home, home. <laughs> <laughs> what that god damn mm-hmm. it it's a mat or a post or something i don't know oh, uh, i don't like needlepoint that on a pillow <laughs> i can't get one of my friends to crochet it Beautiful.
1: Amazing. Oh, anyway. Yeah, crochet, and I heard that they call them hookers.
2: Ha ha. (sighs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. See? (laughs) This is our podcast
0: now. That's right. I have control. (laughs) You don't need to leave. You need to leave.
1: (laughs) Anywho, before we get to know you a little better, do you know what time it is? Well uh what time is it about? 6 43 p.m oh, um, but read? it's also the bible verse of the day.
0: per unholy tradition we would love the guests to read the bible
2: verse of the day what do you have for us proverbs 31 6 Ooh. Ooh. give strong drink to the one who is perishing and mm. wine to those in bitter distress. Mm. Ooh,
1: I feel perished and
2: distressed. I, I am <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, giving a the category is perished and distressed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's giving perished, <laughs> yeah. perished and distressed. <laughs> so what you're saying is the Bible tells us to get lit
2: <laughs> to get us. The like, It doesn't wrong. not say that. Yes, mm. correct. See. Mm-hmm. And answer. that someone should be giving us beverages. Mm. Also,
0: I let me tell you, I'm a drink goblin. I have a minimum three drinks at my desk at all times.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I don't yeah. know if you're the same, but have, like, what does that mean? Drink goblin? Like what?
2: Yeah, a hoarder. Yeah.
0: Two. Yeah, oh, okay. like I usually. Oh
2: wait. Three, like, because you've got to know. have, you've got to have like a fizzy and then a still I and, a and then a cold. Fizzy, yes. like- See, I need options. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. See, I get I somehow thought I like, I've already, I've already finished my drink. This is empty. It's all. Oh, no. Out. I know. <laughs>
1: right, well, that's the end it. of the episode. Let's
2: so pretend to drangling. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.
0: Hmm. Oh, <laughs> today's news. But but yeah, so I'm the drink goblin in my household, mm-hmm. in this whore home. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated, I guess. So that apparently. See, I'm a thirsty bitch, though. So, yeah. you know. Aren't we all?
1: Well, oh, thanks for reminding us that yes. we thirst for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> ah, and that was <laughs> Ugh,
0: fucking awful. <laughs> okay, so we <laughs> we would love to get to know you. Yeah. Um, can you give us um, your religious background and oh, how always. you got to where you are today as no. a filthy, filthy heathen?
2: Yes, the filthiest. Mm. I hope working working my way up there yeah. or down there, I guess um yeah I I you know I've told this story enough times I feel like I should have it down to like a tight 20 but it always mm. takes like different detours you so know. I'll, I'll do my darndest um Cut I take like a whole hour if
1: you want we don't really, care I
2: just might <laughs> um I am the youngest of four kids my parents were YWAMers they are YWAMers y- still. They work What's brain. that? I can't that? tell you the childhood wound it heals in my heart every time I tell someone about YWAM and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" Wait, <laughs> fuck my, is- my whole young adult life, I thought it was like I thought it was like taking over the world. I thought everyone knew, and it's just oh. amazing that so many people don't know about it. It's mm. in a good way. Like thank okay. God, hail Satan. Satan. Um, uh, YWAM is a uh, youth with a mission. Um, It is the world's Mm -hmm. largest non-denominational Christian missionary organization. It began in like the 70s, I want to say. It was like, I I believe, kind of an offshoot of... Campus Crusades for Christ, one of the most ill-named Christian names. <laughs> like, like no one Googled the thing. Like I mean, yeah, <laughs> no. you know, like what? no one <laughs> like, really? Let's call, them, let's call our, our team of young, mostly white male adults, uh, the Crusades. That doesn't that doesn't ring a bell attitude. at all. Oh, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no. Not no. a single bell was wrong. Not a single bell was wrong. <laughs> Real rough. Um <laughs> it was basically like just you know, churches going up uh, not even church, whatever, the organization going to uh, colleges and and, like rounding up young rowdy men with a lot of like pent up sexual energy and being like mm-hmm. evangelize, <laughs> colonize, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, I, I I should do my research more. I I feel like there there was some connection between campus crusades and YWAM, mm-hmm. if not directly in leadership, then definitely in vibe and mandate. But yeah. um yeah, it started back in the seventies. I want to say seventies or eighties. Um, started in Kona, in Hawaii, and then ha- now has bases all over the world. In in um, Hawaii, you said? Yes, on the big island of Hawaii. Oh, sure. uh, that was where okay. the flagship base was. Oh. Um, we'll be circling back to that. Um, so, yeah, and wait. now there's bases, like, literally all over the world. And the the kind of model is that you do a discipleship training school, a DTS, and it specifically targets, like, 18 to 24-year-olds, hmm. um, but older, older people can come, too. Um, and families and whatever uh, but yeah, you pay a, a substantial amount of money like a, a of course almost college tuition amount of money. oh my god to, like not not quite but like a, for what you're getting and you get nothing in Virginia of course. so yeah. it's there's six weeks of school, which is like, every week there's a different theme and a teacher gets flown in to like teach on this theme. And then there's six weeks of outreach. And then at the end of it, you often, people are often encouraged to like be on staff and then stay within that campus or go to other campuses. And there's like schools you can take and they like offer degrees, but they're like not actually, they don't transfer anywhere. Like it's not, it doesn't mean anything. It's a cult is what I'm trying to say. It's it's basically a cult.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: But it's a very unique, like, I feel like we need to come up with a new word for what this brand of cult is like especially mm. as things are like different subsects of evangelicalism are coming into like the collective consciousness like iblp like there's mm. different you know like yes, and right. iblp had like the what was the guy's name that like started bill it? gothard but bill yeah gothard I also gothard, yeah. bob whatever Phil i mean bob. um he <laughs> was a contemporary of, of james dobson who started the whole focus on the family thing and that definitely supports yeah. a lot of ywm ideology too mm-hmm. um or at least a lot of the people that went there. Anyway, yeah. I feel like we need a whole new word for the type of cult that's like, it's decentralized. It's mm-hmm. not like mm. one hot guy with who's never actually that hot with like 30 young wives wearing long dresses in pastel yeah. colors and they're like in cabins or whatever and can't read. Like right. there's, a, there's like other levels of, of cultiness and YWAM definitely is one. It's just, there's not like one leader that's being worshiped. Yeah. Lauren Cunningham, who started the whole thing, He's like a thousand years old. I don't know how he's still alive. They always are. God like No, the day James Dobson dies, like we're gonna have the biggest party. (laughs) Mm. Um. Just like we did with Pat Robertson. Like, Mm. that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, where was I? God, I've already gotten distracted. YWAM, it's a cult. Not a, cold
1: cult. It's
2: a, it's a yeah. cult cult. It's a culty. It's cult. a culty cult. Anyway, cult cult. parents are YWAMers. Okay. Uh, they started, They were in California moved to Europe because God called my dad to Europe. Oh, Europe. shit. And yeah, because he was going to save all of the French people. And so then they were in Europe for a while, started a church. I was born there. My mom thought they were going to live there forever. And then we ended up moving. Then God changed his mind, I guess, and told my dad. And then we moved to uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, lived there for about almost 10 years. Um, And my dad was doing his own kind of ministry missions trips going back to france got to save those french people um (laughs) from catholicism and atheism and i don't know frenchness and um and then uh and then god called my dad again uh specifically back to ywam plot twist so when i was 12 Yeah, Sue, you're sensing a theme here? A, a little
0: bit, a little bit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it gets worse. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, super cool that God only called us to, like, really nice places. I'm mm. not complaining. I'm just saying it's fucking weird. Um, but, yeah, then we moved to Hawaii when I was 12 to join YWAM at their flagship base. So, oh. moved there when I was 12 and went to, high school, went to a tiny, tiny private Christian high school there that was very formative in all the worst ways. Um mm like composed largely of Christian kids, uh, or largely of uh, YWAM kids. Mm. Um, it was grades eight through 12, and there was like 120 of us, maybe? Oh like God. we had the, I had the biggest, I was in the biggest graduating class in their history of like, you know, it was 24 of us. Um, mm. So I, like, I I can't authentically say I was homeschooled, but it basically it felt like that, like it done, wasn't yeah. that different. Yeah. Right. Um, um but yeah i'd say the background what was the question (laughs) (laughs) i've already gotten
0: lost like your religious background and then like how you became an atheist or yeah okay thank you deconstruction journey for you
2: i mean i like it seems really obvious in hindsight and i have literally a whole little suitcase of all my high school journals. I call mm. it my emotional baggage and it's really heavy. Um, <laughs> and these fucking entries, dude, oh. it's fucking bonkers. Like I, I was so heavily in an early 2000s, like pre Tumblr mall golf, goth, hot topic yeah. era. And like strictly reading nothing, but like the book of Jeremiah and Job. Oh, and like, oh. and like, and a nerd, and probably autistic, and reading Shakespeare. So my journals are just like, "Woe is me! I am wretched. I am disgusting. Ooh. God, clean my my impure, horrible spirit." Like, what? I was twelve. What the fuck are they oh, talking Jesus about? <laughs> like,
1: Holy The shit. drama.
2: Um, <laughs> right before we moved to Hawaii, though, we had been in like a number of I don't know, kind of basic churches, and there was this like suspicious theme again of, of my father had his own like kind of y thing he was doing um but would often get asked to like speak at churches and and he's a very lively very charismatic speaker like he would make an excellent cult leader um <laughs> like truly he's he's mesmerizing like he's so good at it um, mm. But he would get asked to speak at these churches and then the churches would be like, oh my God, you're amazing. Tell us more about all the work you're doing. And then eventually we would like abruptly have to leave that church. Mm. Oh my God. Hello. Hi. Cersei has come to join us. Is that oh a kid? My God! Ah!
1: <laughs> it's a kitchen. Oh, it's a
2: void. Mm. It's a
1: void. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh.
2: She's the- not, she's named after the cunty one from Game of Thrones that yes. just wine and kills people. I yeah. mean... I get my it. My hero. I, yeah. My hero. I understand. Ah. Gold. <laughs> oh, hero. Oh. <laughs> so we would often get asked to like leave these churches very abruptly and ask why. And my dad would always be like, Oh, well, they're just like jealous of like because I'm a more interesting speaker. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> all right. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and then uh we eventually ended up at um a vineyard church that was right before we moved to Hawaii. If you are not familiar with the vineyard, it's Mm-mm. again calls itself charismatic, non-denominational. But that was the first time I was exposed to like speaking in tongues, being slain oh. in the spirit, oh. fucking the ribbon dancers up and down, like uh. laughing in the spirit. You ever seen that shit? That shit's fucking weird, oh. man. Mm-mm. Don't like that at all.
1: <sighs> Is uh, that like
2: Maranatha a, Nights, etc.? What, what, yeah. what the
1: fuck's his name? That one with the crazy eyes, the old man
2: gonna have to be more specific you know, uh, <laughs> you know the,
1: the one who was uh, okay you know who i'm talking about but Billy anyway there's Grant, a video of mark him,
2: driscoll
1: no there's the a video words. of him talking uh, being laughing like ha 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 oh,
2: like, uh, COVID-19 i blow you away that one. Well,
1: yes oh, What's his um, name? you know who i'm talking about
2: yeah i feel like i've seen the video but i'm god damn laughing. why can't it I'm doesn't sorry. matter
1: it's irrelevant in my life but
2: yeah
1: it, <laughs> i don't give a fuck but you know who i'm talking about yeah uh, there are videos like is that what that is? Laughing in the spirit? Well, that makes sense.
0: Kenneth Copeland. Get
1: Kenneth a co- Copeland. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I had
1: to
0: Google it. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> so- COVID-19!
2: <laughs> I will never understand the... <laughs> obsession with like alt-right christian boomers and denying covid
1: right mm-hmm.
2: especially since they're the ones who are all like it's the end times like i've been hearing it's the end times since i was a child yes. like, right right. because what are the end times there's gonna be wars and rumors of right. wars there's gonna be earthquakes there's gonna be tsunamis guess what all of those things are literally happening all the fucking literally. time so that's <laughs> from the beginning of time the pestilence though the pestilence like that's one of them, you think they'd be excited about that, and instead they're like, it's not that big of a deal. I like, know, it's weird as fuck. Pick, pick a lane, guys. <laughs> pick It's exhausting.
0: <Ugh. laughs> You're just gaslighting us, it's fine. It's
2: I mean, truly. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, the Vineyard was my first exposure to like the batshit bonkers side of charismatic mm. Christianity, um, which I, I guess in retrospect I'm somewhat grateful for because it prepared me for YWAM, which is... Mm. Mm, so much worse <laughs> <laughs> like they would have weekly meetings that the staff like my parents were on staff there so like the staff kids would come and they were they were leading schools and their students would come and um yeah lots of like long hill songy worship nights lots mm. of just like weeping cry nights were a big thing we we had cry, cry nights, at our, nights at my high school like looking back on it that's so fucking weird yeah what a weird thing to do to a, a room full of horny sweaty teenagers right. like, what were you thinking and oh. also being a private school where like all of our teachers are like 24 25 <laughs> like oh, it was shit. it was such an odd like it was our teachers were very much more like youth pastors and i oh. mean that as like a slur right, like right. you know what i mean like they, <laughs> like they didn't know what they were doing they were right. like just as hot and sweaty and confused right. like it was It was a mess. It was a hot mess. Um, But I I feel like the vineyard was definitely the, I mean, that's not entirely true. Like how far back do I go? Like, again, I I feel like there's like two, there's two true versions of the story. And one is that I really believed and I really tried so hard. Mm, And I really fucking wanted to give it everything I could until I couldn't. And there's another version of the story that I feel like is also true where it's more like, I was the person in the zombie movie that got bitten really early, and the Mm. whole time I'm like, I'm fine, this is fine, (laughs) I'm fine, I don't know what you're talking about, there's nothing (laughs) weird happening here, but the whole time I'm like, I don't know, this shit's fucking weird, and it's (laughs) getting weirder, I don't know about this, I don't know how I feel about this, this doesn't feel safe, I don't know what the Mm. fuck you guys are talking about, this was a book written thousands of years ago by a whole bunch of people, and then it was translated and edited and retranslated and re-edited, this shit ain't adding up, um, the math so
0: the ain't math, math is,
2: man. The math is not math, not even a little. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, the vineyard was the first, like, really aggressive first time that I was like, uh, uh-oh. Like some, Ugh. I'm different. Something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> um, I was the first Mar- Maranatha service I experienced. You don't know what that is. It's comes from a phrase and uh fucking, I don't know. Paul said it, I think anathema Maranatha. And it means like, Holy spirit come down. And, it was, and everyone the yeah. and litter like, get the fuck out of here. Like right. what are you saying? Bippity boobity. It's fucking, it's so embarrassing.
0: It's <laughs> <embarrassed>. <laughs> it's like, yeah,
2: and um, <laughs> then uh, then everyone was, like, speaking in tongues. And here's the thing that they, like, always fucking leave out. Jesus, like, specifically fucking says, speaking in tongues is great, guys. But, like, don't make it your whole personality because it's literally useless unless there's another one there to translate it. If no one's translating it, guess what? No one cares. You're wasting your time. <laughs> you're, you're basic. Like, you're basic. what are you doing? And and they somehow like completely overlooked that. They're like, what? No, speaking in tongues. That's what we're here for. Yeah, more tongues. Wait, Mm." Christian's cherry pick? What? 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 (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Maranatha, it was, I I wrote a whole solo show about it. um They like separate, I mean, separate, it sounds so dramatic, but they did, you know, the kids went to the back auditorium for Sunday school and the parents stayed in the adult church and they were like, oh, we're doing a Maranatha service today. And both sides of the, like the adults are doing it, kids are doing it. I was like, okay, so they're doing the same thing I'm doing. And then they took us to this back room and usually we would split off into like the different ages of like, Oh, the eight to 10 year olds. And then the, 11 to 13 whatever you know youth yeah. group Sunday school etc um, but we were all in this back auditorium this guy went on stage and was like alright everyone just like close your eyes open your hands like wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon you etc and I'm like what is happening <laughs> and then everyone like moved into little small groups and like knew what they were doing and I was like what the fuck like everyone knows the rules to this game like what the Ugh. fuck is happening <laughs> and just like the- I was like 11 and just like so sweaty like it was just the worst I was like I don't know what I do I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> <laughs> what do I do like <laughs> hadn't been there that long yeah. uh and everyone just starts like little groups and there was like they would just like pick one kid to pray for and put their hands on them and i was like oh okay that, and like sunday school teachers would come around and be like oh no like put your hands on them and i was like oh no thank you like, I, <laughs> no i don't know this person mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh-uh. and, yeah and then mm-hmm. and then the, then the guy like was was going around and like bopping people and was like all right if you want to be you know, really receive the spirit, close your eyes, open your hands, and all like come like boop. And then she started like, let the bodies hit the floor. It was gnarly. Like it's so, it's like very funny in retrospect, but also like a horror movie. Like all of a sudden, like all these kids are like fucking dropping like flies. Oh my and I'm like, God.
0: what the fuck is that? <laughs> like,
2: I'd never seen anything like, like that in my life Benny Hinn, right? like Benny right like yeah like uh, not not like a whole group at once yeah. but like like a... the bopping and then kids just like passing yeah. out and then and then the Sunday school teachers were coming around and being like okay now kneel on the ground and then put your hand on the stomach of this unconscious child and I was what? like what the fuck <laughs> That sentence sounds horrible in every context. What? Oh, God. And then they'd be like, oh, what do you feel? And I was like, I don't know, hot. I feel very hot and uncomfortable. And they're like, no, I you've been given the gift of healing because when your hands get hot, that means you have the gift of healing, and I was like, oh, "Okay, what am I healing? Is it working? How so will weird. I know?" Like, I have <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> and children, are like, have you ever seen Jesus Camp? Like, that was basically- yes, oh yeah, oh literally my childhood. Yeah. So, like, I watched that movie just in like, I had to show my partner immediately and was like, "You heard oh. the story." But, like, Ooh, seeing it is fucking, fucking
1: traumatic like shit.
2: Seeing a room full of children right. is really alarming yes. as an adult. And it was horrifying as a child and so confusing. And especially mm-hmm. the whole time thinking that my parents were doing the same thing. And it literally wasn't until this fucking year that I, you know, I, I am not super close with my parents. We have mm-hmm. a very superficial relationship. We video chat a couple times a year. And... They asked what I was up to. I mentioned the solo show that I was working on and they asked what it was about. And I'm like, well, it's my first Maranatha experience. And they kept asking questions. So I kept answering them. And I didn't realize until I told them they had no idea. They had no idea that that had happened to me. Oh. It no. And it had oh. never occurred to me to even met. Like, I just assumed that they were my parents and I was going to, send to like, I assumed you <laughs> right. knew what was going on. Holy I- shit. I, it's, it- that was a bizarre, I'm still wrapping my mind around that one. Um, yeah apparently that's Uh, not what they were doing in adult church they just saved that for the impressionable squishy brained children you know uh, like unformed prefrontal cortexes it's great (laughs) they're gonna name a whole new disorder after us
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow Um, so
2: yeah then that like definitely prepared me somewhat for um for ywam which was even Mm. weirder in my (laughs) high school which was very bizarre and had you know had the cry nights we had bible studies in homeroom it was our sex ed was literally just watching this like two hour long documentary about women who'd had abortions and regretted it and of they're course. just like crying being like this teddy bear represents the baby i murdered and you're like great i don't know what a clitoris is what's right. going on <laughs> like, can anyone tell <laughs> me <laughs> anything i'm so confused <laughs> oh, God. God um yeah Mm. private schools don't recommend uh or at least Mm. not the religious ones like or someone should be checking in on them you know like Mm. it's bonkers to me that they're just like go ahead teach kids whatever you want we won't check up on you Mm. Uh, and like the Mm. homeschooling is even more insidious so yeah um high school I definitely struggled the the most um I now looking back on it as an adult can see that I was experiencing like massive gender dysphoria Mm. and body dysmorphia and like Mm -hmm. all of my representations of what a woman or what femininity looked like were so horrible to me. They were all so submissive. They were like all the women in the Bible, even, and there's like some cool ones, but like all of their superpowers, the only reason they're in there, and it bears mentioning there's like 12, literally like fucking 12 of them compared to the like 8,000 fucking dudes. Right. Um, Like their their only like autonomy is in either being super slutty and having lots of sex mm-hmm. or being a, like a chaste virgin virginal fucking nun just like waiting to be blessed with a baby and i was like well i don't yep. know really i'm not super enthusiastic about either of those options i like is there not something else i could do <laughs> <Happy> <laughs> <feels> like <laughs> I, yeah, I, and um yeah so all through high school definitely struggled with a lot of like eating disorders and uh mm-hmm self-harming i mean you know it was like mm. right in the to write love on her arms era i mean they were giving us merch like it was I mean, impossible to avoid like what? don't cut yourself here's a shirt about it <laughs> 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 they did though they did that was so uh, weird why did they do that and it was what? like Christian, it was such a weird way of flagging like mm, i cut myself i have a shirt i got it. hot topic like <laughs> why what <laughs> oh and then you'd like go to the youth conference and it was yeah i don't know every kid i knew was just like a hot mess and it It seems like every every kid like was faking it Mm. either faking how well they were doing or faking how bad they were doing Yeah, like because and I find this is like a unique issue for missionary kids like it took until I met someone who was uh, whose parents were doctors Mm. that I was like the way that they talked about their parents was the closest I felt to like oh that's that's what I'm feeling of this feeling of like my parents are doing something really important and like that's why they're not here today. That's why they can't come to the thing. That's why mm. they're late like, picking me up cuz they're like taking care of people. But like their parents were like doing brain surgery and mine were like picking up hitchhikers in Nepal on their mission's trip and then having them move in with us and then having to like be their therapist for 6 months. That happened twice. Um so, you know, messy. <laughs> real messy. <laughs> like it was kind it was very like (laughs) the oil but then like you'd squeak and then be like oh never mind that's too much attention i don't think i want all that never mind i'll just be fine i guess and then meanwhile like deeply struggling with uh, none of this is adding up like and Mm -hmm. yeah and just running out of excuses Mm -hmm. and the more that i i was a theater kid thank god there was in this you know, tiny town in Hawaii. There was an amazing community theater program full of all just like weird queer goth kids. Oh, and nice! Thank God for that. And like, at least I had some exposure to like some normal-ish kids. And yeah. I just found myself really running out of like the trademark fucking fra- like I would hear myself say these phrases that I practiced saying and thought about saying. Like, mm. yeah, I really do believe in God that because that's what I because because I have to because that's what the truth is and you guys are the ones who don't know the truth and then being like yeah about it and being like no it's not a religion it's a relationship and then being, like, <laughs> what the fuck did I just say did I just say that out loud and being like <clears throat> really I don't think I really believe that oh no and like also having this weird cognitive dissonance between like if this is really true if this is if this is really true why yeah. aren't we all like on the side of the road with like turner burn signs like Like Mm -hmm. if you really believe in this shit, if you really think the end of the world is coming any second now and everyone's going to spend eternity burning forever, like you're not trying hard enough. And then being confronted with this horrible realization that I I didn't want to try because I didn't Mm. really think it was going to happen and having to reckon with that, which is probably where a lot of the like depression came from. Like, you know, yeah, are they depressed or are they indoctrinated?
1: Uh. Um, what
2: about about both? (laughs) A little bit of both. Um, And then then by the time I got to college, I that was the first time I didn't have to, like, I didn't have to go to church mm. i didn't have to go to chapel
1: you'd have to I put didn't. up an act anymore i
2: didn't have to and okay. I, I i did go to a tiny private christian college okay. because that's the one that we could afford because they gave us financial aid because they realized my parents were missionaries and it was uh, i and i also wasn't really given a lot of options um that mm-hmm. was pretty much like you're going to this one or you're not going um and i was 17 and my parents were moving back to france like the second i graduated because god called them etc um, okay. but the South this time. yeah, they have a castle in the south of France now.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> b- 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 I know we'll
2: circle back. Um, so yeah I was you know moved to Canada at 17, didn't mm-hmm. know anyone there really. And Canada? Uh, yes, yeah, it was in Canada. No shit. <laughs> yeah, it was right outside of Vancouver in a little suburb mm. called Langley. Um, okay School called Trinity Western University. The theater program no longer exists. Because they eventually realized, oh, no, that's where all the queer kids hang out. Get rid of it. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good for optics. Yeah, that school's kind of a hot mess. Like, very much a hot mess. It's a bummer. Mm. Um, I definitely would have done it all differently. If I could do it again, I would do everything different. Yes. Um, But I am grateful for the people I found there. And the Mm. theater department, specifically, was such a safe haven for all the weirdos. (laughs) And, like, at least there was that. Um, And we really were protected from a lot of the, like, creepy, pseudo, fucking fake christian bullshit Mm. that the rest of the school was up to Mm -hmm. so at least there was that um but it it was all it was very it was a very bizarre again with the cognitive dissonance like i Mm. i got i get there with my leather jacket and my eyeliner and i smoke cigarettes and i'm 17 and i think i'm like the baddest bitch that's (laughs) ever lived like i just found out about the movie gia i'm like ugh, i'm ready to just like take my knife out and carve my name into things like dad mm." (laughs) I'm just the coolest person I've ever met. I'm terrified I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> and, and I make friends with this guy who like has friends off campus. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God he wasn't a creep. That could have gone like a terrible direction. He was a really nice guy and yeah. had all these friends that were like big titty, goth, fucking like in the kink community, just hey. like read Harry Potter, had tattoos, went to fucking dungeons, like went to goth clubs, like fucking cool, normal people Yes. <laughs> And so I would like be in, yeah, I lived in this house with a bunch of other theater majors who were all just like, oh, just precious. Just like, mm." (laughs) like just little muffins. Like they just got here. Like they, they, I taught them all how to swear. I mean, like they didn't know what the word cunt was. Like it was, we like had to have like, like, I'm going to teach you guys a couple things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and and so I'd hang out with them and they'd be like, oh, Sarah's such like a badass. Like <laughs> the smoking and the drinking. And I was like having some sex and it was like all Ooh. very risque. Ooh. And then I'd hang out with these like actual real people and and be like, oh, I'm a baby. Oh, I don't know, I don't know anything. Oh, yeah. I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I do I'm shit. so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know anything. Oh my God. Oh no. Um and it was very bizarre to be kind of stuck between those two places. Mm. Um, and the best way I can describe it is like I, my my roommates would invite me to church with them, and it was like a cool church with like a cute hipster pastor with like tattoos. Yeah. Um, and. And I remember going with them once and having what I now realize was a panic attack in the parking lot. Oh, oh, like I was, oh I just kept chain smoking and being like, "I don't know, I just like can't breathe. I'm just gonna stay out here for a minute. It's fine. Oh you guys go ahead. God. I'll be in there." <laughs> like, like that. I couldn't. Like I, my body was just like everything in me was like, "Don't fucking uh, go in." Like a mm. vampire, don't. it's that don't? don't, don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. And I think one of the most insidious things that indoctrinated children have to deal with is. Like I spent my whole life ignoring my gut instinct. Yeah. <laughs> like anytime that little voice in me said, this is bad. This is confusing. This doesn't feel safe. You should leave. I was like, "Nope. that's demonic. That's spiritual warfare. That's the devil tempting uh-huh. me. That's the world. That's yeah. trying to get that ego back, trying to like get like, it's, ugh, it's going to be a lifelong battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, like, eventually it felt like, it felt like every time in high school, as a child growing up, every time I bumped into something that didn't quite make sense, it was like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. God says that He loves us, but He also like drowned everyone in the whole world at one point, like including babies, including all the animals, like drowned, like drowning's so horrific. Okay, yeah. well, that doesn't make sense. I'm just gonna like put that in a box like over here and then yeah. do that like yes, I don't know, and then yeah. like, oh, not a hardened Pharaoh's heart." And then punishing them for having a hard heart. Nice doesn't make any fucking sense. I will really yep. die mad about it. I'm yep. just going to put that in box over here. That's making any fucking sense. Oh, lost <laughs> wife. Okay. All right. Oh, lots of daughters. Oh, okay. Like yeah. I didn't even get a Genesis <laughs> and all my boxes were over there. But at some point I like, you know, at, at some point in college kind of looked around and was like, oh, I don't live here anymore. Like all my boxes are in the other room. I don't think I've lived here for a while. Mm. And it was like, It was very much with a whimper and not a bang. Like it was very slow. Yeah. And, and I still, I still called myself a Christian. I still, but like not, I didn't like tell people about it. Like it was like this weird, embarrassing fact about myself, but I felt very confused about it. Um, And then like right mm, in that sweet spot, I met just the biggest asshole at my school um tall dark handsome philosophy department thought I was a piece of shit and I was mm. like cool ruin my life I'm 19 mm. <laughs> Ooh, this, is go <laughs> this is gonna be great <laughs> uh, and I I feel like we're, we're starting to talk about this more as like an ex-church kid community mm. but the the direct fucking pipeline between like being indoctrinated in Christianity as a child and then specifically for AFAB folks socialized female going through purity culture and then oh, ending huh? up in an abusive relationship. Yep, I uh, know so many. I know so many. Yep, like there, yep. I don't. I struggle to think of any that have left Christianity that didn't experience that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and like we're not talking about it enough. Like it's especially to like I feel like the Christian folks aren't haven't gotten the memo yet like this is a thing that's happening all the fucking time and it's not difficult to figure out why god was my first abusive boyfriend Mm -hmm. yep i talked to him constantly and he never called me back yep i would sit in my car for hours begging for some shred of evidence that he loved me and get nothing and then every once in a while i'd be like oh there's like a shooting star oh my god that that must have been god i guess Uh, like you're just like searching for meaning anywhere and like
1: And the narcissism, Just, right? It's like, worship mm-hmm. me, love uh, me.
2: Yes. Yep. And like, and you need me. You right. need. Huh? Your you're nothing. You're and nothing without me. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. And you'll, yep. you'll, you'll never yeah. survive without me.
1: And yep. then the purity culture are to that suppressing your own feelings, mm-hmm. uh, making you feel like you're a piece of shit. That's mm-hmm. all fucking abuse. And then when you're an adult, mm-hmm. you don't know how to fucking function. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And no
1: wonder you end up in a fucking abusive relationship. Yep. You don't it know how constantly. to respect yourself. You don't know how to do and anything. And also, like,
2: no sense of boundaries. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. Like, well, they don't like teach every, you boundaries, right? Well, no
2: boundaries, consent. None of that means None anything. Of that. Like Oop. every ex-Christian kid I know still I hate has it. terrible boundaries. Like we Like, hi, I just met you. Here's my childhood trauma. Oh, is I, that inappropriate? Yeah, oh, I,
1: I fucking hate it so much how it <laughs> fucks you up as a as a person. Yeah. Since you're a fucking kid, like, goddamn it. It
2: does. Abuse.
0: am
2: Hundred percent. I don't want to like overlook the fact that it does just as much damage just in a different way to yeah. to young men and to yeah. you know, folks socialized male. Oh, the sure. most powerful statements I've heard. I can't remember what fucking podcast it was on. It was a while ago. It was either mm-hmm. the evangelicals or dirty rotten church kids, one of those like mm. kind of earlier ones. But one of them said that Purity culture teaches women that their bodies are dangerous and it teaches men that their minds are dangerous. Mm. And I think about that all the time. Like going through life, feeling like your body is a problem to other people. You have to deal with, you have to like accommodate others make yourself yes. smaller cover right. yourself up deal with it but then these young men are going through life being told that you're a, you're just a visual creature you can't help it you're thinking about sex all the time you can't help it yes. I've spoken to so many men that's not true like,
0: yeah. This, yeah.
2: You know, if you're thinking about fucking people literally all the time like talk to a therapist that's fucking weird like yeah right not, like obviously we're all sexual beings and we all right. anyone who survived purity culture has some kind of weird fucking hang up about it but like yeah this idea that men are just like sexual monsters out there you just can't help it you just have to like do your best try to jerk off less i guess Mm -hmm. like that's also super damaging (laughs) um and robs young men of a lot i think um and makes young women terrified of men like it just it yeah you know in the same way that patriarchy is also harmful to men like it it's just no no one ends up really winning in the end Um, Thanks for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, yeah. So then I I was in this very unfortunate relationship uh, with this guy who just treated me like shit. And I thought that was that was that was real love. You know, Mm I had been taught my whole life to believe I was dirty, broken and sinful. And I finally found a man who thought I was, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And God, looking back on it, I'm just like, why didn't I leave? there was there was a night that we got into a a terrible terrible all we did was drink and fight Mm. and uh and he finally let me he locked me outside which was a thing he did and then he let me back in but wouldn't i'd been outside and he had this like germaphobe issue and he wouldn't uh let me sleep in bed with him so he made me sleep on the floor next to the bed and i remember like distinctly thinking
1: okay
2: (laughs) i'm just like ruth I'm just like a woman of the bible like Ugh. i am like sacrificing for mm. my love like and i really and that and like again this like tiny other quiet voice was like what the fuck yeah <laughs> like yeah. i hate this <laughs> this doesn't feel good at all no but the louder voice was saying no this is you're you're turning your you know you're turning your cheek turning the other cheek you're you know forgiving yeah. your brother seven times 70 you're no yeah. greater man, no greater love hath man than this than giving your life up for your friends. Like we're indoctrinated to sacrifice ourselves. The martyr unlearning the martyr complex will right. also be a lifelong, exhausting journey in therapy. Yes. Um <laughs> Just. Uh, so when that inevitably blew up, uh I was pretty shattered is the word I'd use. Just Uh-oh. a hollow <laughs> shell of a person and uh, he had convinced me that acting was disgusting, that being a performer was like being a prostitute, that it was, you're just, you know, you're getting paid to kiss people on stage. Who else does that? <laughs> and again, being like this young, naive, broken person was like, oh, well, I guess you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I guess you're making sense. Yeah, I oh, guess I gosh. should listen to you.
1: Come and on. also this,
2: yeah, this idea of like, if, like he he literally gave me a choice. I had to either choose to continue pursuing acting or choose him. and. Like we'd been trained our whole lives of like, I mean, I, you guys are from the Columbine-ish era, right? Like if someone comes into a cafeteria, points a gun at you and says, do you believe in Jesus or gonna yeah. say yes? Like, first of all, like I'm nine. What are you talking about?
0: Right.
2: <laughs> 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 I don't know. I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get there. <laughs> but also this idea that like someday you're gonna have to give up everything yes. for God. And like, m- my relationships, my romantic relationships and my relationship with God at that point were just one big messy, tied up, <sighs> full of hooks. Like couldn't take one out without everything coming out. Like I, I simply couldn't differentiate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, made the brilliant decision to just like, sure, I'll give up all my hopes and dreams. Why not? Great idea. Um, and then ended up like my student visa had run out cause I'm an American citizen. So I couldn't mm. go back to Canada. Without it costing a bunch of money. And at that point, I'd been so alienated from all my friends and burned all those bridges at his request. And um, my sister lived in Indiana because her husband's family's from there. And she was like, Yeah, come crash on my couch. It's fine. You'll get back up on your feet. Like, it's, it's, you just got out of college. This is normal. Um, and I, I mean, the best way I can explain it is that I, I remember moving there and thinking, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm just gonna like hit rock bottom. I've done everything else fuck it oh, oh, why shit. not like my life's over like and and like big picture I was like doing the perfect anti Conversion story, <laughs> mm. like most people are like born in a normal family and then like get into sex, drugs, and rock and roll and then rock right. bottom and then find Jesus, yay! Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, nope, I right. was born in Jesus. <laughs> I lived that my whole life. Slowly started to question it, maybe move further away from it, and then was like, fuck it, let's do sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Let's see what that's all about. Yeah, um, yep. and I don't recommend doing that in Indiana specifically especially when you're like 22 and have never like been to a bar alone Uh, oh man i was such a stupid baby you Um, exposed
1: yourself to oh god like
2: a lot and there was lots of harm caused but at the same time one of the most like insidious lies i feel like i was told growing up is that the world is broken Everyone, everyone out there who doesn't have Jesus is so broken. Like they're all just children of divorce from broken families and they're having the premarital sex and they're all just like little roses with all their petals torn off and they're so lost and they need Jesus. They're all lost and broken and sad. And then I met them and was like, Oh, you guys are actually fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, everyone's actually doing totally fine. And yeah. I'm the one, like, crying like a bitch in the corner of this bar because I've had three beers and, like, <laughs> heard a worship song or something. And i oh, like, oh God. my God, what am I? What happening right now? <laughs> Did not know how to have any functional relationships, didn't know how to talk to people. I was, Fuck. I was like a feral child. I felt like it was like I was like, I had lived in a bunker for decades right. and then right. came out and was like, I don't know how to be a person. Right. Yeah. So, right. like, was, like, yeah, like I felt like a teenager. And the, and the worst possible, like a toddler and a teenager. Yeah. The worst parts of both. Um, and I was I was like a proper hot mess for quite a while. I got kicked out of my sister's place. I moved in with this girl from work that backfired terribly i was sexually assaulted i moved into a motel then i got bed bugs and then i was Oof. like i guess i'll just be homeless so then i was like just couch surfing occasionally sleeping under bridges i it was like a it was indiana in the summer like it, it could have been a lot worse
1: Damn. um
2: but i hitchhiked a bunch and i'd always thought like this is it like just i'm gonna jeffrey Dahmer, someone pick me up like mm-hmm. kill me end it now and again like i can't stress enough yeah. i am I recognize the privilege that I have of being, at, especially at that time, a very femme-presenting, mm-hmm. petite, white, able-bodied, young, mm-hmm. femme-looking person yeah. that, like, I a lot of other folks could have experienced a lot worse shit. And also right. the amount of times I, like, literally should have been so fucking arrested and, like, would get rides home from cops. It's messy mm-hmm. and it's gross. Mm-hmm. But I also am grateful that I didn't fucking end up in jail or dead. Right. Um,
1: totally. And,
2: oh god it's all messy um but yeah like was picked up by several people several hitchhikers who were all like are you okay you don't look like you're okay don't do this it's dangerous i'm gonna get you to where you need to go but like make better life choices and i was like you're right i should make better life choices oh (laughs) my god (laughs) like i'm like i haven't come to jesus talks with these like truck drivers that are just like being nice to me and i'm like you're the one that's supposed to be I thought you were the, I thought you guys were the problem. I thought you guys were like the dirty, messy heathens. And as it turns out, the heathens have always been so much nicer to me. Mm -hmm. So much kinder, so much more patient, so much more forgiving. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't really think a lot about God during that like year, Mm -hmm. two years because I was too busy trying like not to die. Um, And eventually had uh, you know got got some of my shit kind of together and started realizing oh i think this actually isn't the kind of person i want to be That <laughs> i i like spending time with her quiet and like don't do a bunch of cocaine and then like scream and throw shit like a monkey at the zoo maybe i should like grow up a little bit um <laughs> just a thought and uh <laughs> don't do the cocaine in indiana it's terrible um <laughs> let's go to florida okay (laughs) no it's all baby laxative it's it's disgusting anyway (laughs) yeah rough times um (laughs) to be 22 again um yeah i I was bartending and waiting tables this whole time too Mm. and spending a lot of time in dive bars drinking with a lot of just like crusty old dive bar dudes Mm. and i mean again there it's it's a mixed bag a lot of them were complicated alcoholic messy often racist pieces of shit mm. but a lot of them are also very good kind people oh. <laughs> and like again the finding this like community that i'd never had in church like going mm. to i i would hunger for it like i had to go to the bar every night because that's where my friends were mm-hmm. mm. sit around and talk about right. our days and listen to each other and like in a way that i never experienced at a church <laughs> never experienced at youth group and and there wasn't this forced like, well, what's God teaching you? It was just oh, yeah. how are you doing? And right. then like that's it. And yes. like that's how it should be. Like that's right. that's how it could be. Right. <laughs> like yeah. that that's how it fucking could be. Um <laughs> and at some point I think I, I was bartending and a guy was asking about, I don't know, talking about religion and and looked at me and was like, Oh, well, but like you're an atheist, right? And I was like, <laughs>
1: Excuse
2: me, <laughs> me, and then had to be like, "Oh my, like, well, like, I understand why you think that because I do bitch about church kind of a lot, but also like, oh my, but am I like, am I? Oh God, I don't know, and I think I, <laughs> I like sputtered something out about like, oh, I'm agnostic. I don't know. I don't, like here's your drink. I gotta go. <laughs> <We> <laughs> uh, 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 go like chainsmoke outside and think about this. Chain smoke mm. Got <laughs> the that wheels just,
1: spinning a little bit. Like,
2: yeah, Ugh. like that was the first time I'd ever associated myself with that word and it was still too scary yeah.
1: like a dirty word huh it yes was.
2: yeah dirty. and like it felt like that like if breaking up with god was like just the longest slowest peeling the band-aid off mm. like i could not have done it slower and more painfully yeah uh-huh. and and that was the last like yeah i guess i guess hmm. we're done i guess we're really done yep And, (laughs) and I'm okay with that. And if you are, and I think like the biggest turning point for me, and again, this was like, not a point in time, but like, over the years of deconstructing, realized that even if you are real, I want nothing to do with you. And and one of the biggest shitty things that I'm sure you guys hear all the time too, is like, oh, well you just like experienced bad Christians. Like it's it's not, you just had bad churches, bad Christians. And I'm always like, you idiot. Like (laughs) the first fucking thing I learned as a kid was that we're all dirty, broken and sinful. So yes. I went into church assuming that everyone else was dirty, broken and sinful. Yep, when I yep. had negative church experiences, I was like, "Oh, it's not their fault. They're dirty, broken and sinful. They're doing their best. It's whatever." So like I I never I never blamed God for their actions ever. Mm-hmm. I I just blamed them for it and was like y'all should really do better because you suck at this and then (laughs) and then eventually was like all right i think i'm gonna break up with church like i need to i'm gonna cut out the middleman it's just gonna be you and me god i guess like show me fucking show me yourself yeah and got fucking nothing just Mm -hmm. nothing never not once have i ever remotely heard the voice of god um
1: have you heard uh, when people try to be very dismissive uh, of your trauma and your experiences and so they say, well, you were you didn't have enough faith. Right. Don't What's you fucking enough? hate that shit? What mm. is
2: fucking enough? What's fucking enough? Yeah. Right. That's what I want to know. Like right? how, how many nights of like screaming and weeping and yep. like, what, what was it going to take? And like, if, if there was a person in my life screaming and weeping, where are you? Uh-huh. I would fucking help that person out. Yeah. Like, I would do that for a stranger. Like, right. I, And to think that God is just silent because he's testing us because he wants us to like right. love him. Uh, also, yeah. a lot of these phrases are just far too abstract for my brain. Like, yeah. you know, just lean on God. What does that mean? <laughs> like, trust <like>, <laughs> all yeah like, like, like. so every time i'm just like oh i feel very alone in the world oh but it's okay because god's there where where it's where?
1: where? it's where yeah.
2: um but so yeah i to wrap up quickly sorry i am um, oh you're good i where i i think i began solidifying a lot of these concepts was Around the pandemic, I'd like Mm. put a hiatus on the religious trauma was like, I'll circle back to that eventually. I'd always been threatening people that someday I'm going to write a memoir. All I need is to just be locked in my house for like a year and I'll write a fucking story about my life. And then covid happened and I was like, oh no, now
0: I Oh shit. Do it. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, like fine, it's okay, fine, whatever. I'll day drink. I can be Ernest Hemingway. I fucking do this <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I just like sat down and wrote every like significant childhood memory I could think of wow. and was expecting to like get from zero to present. And and after several months, I had over 300 pages and I'd gotten to like age 10.
1: Holy wow. fucking okay. shit. And it was like,
2: you know that, that scene in Bob's Burgers where he's like, Lynn, I, I think I had a bad childhood. And she's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> know. Like, we know. He's like, what do you mean <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, look at you. Like, I had that conversation with my partner. And yep, they were like, yep. yeah, like, look at you. You're oh my normal. god. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't you Why tell nobody me? Told me. I had no idea. <laughs> Um, so I began researching, like, I, I didn't even know, I didn't have the names for anything yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know, church, bad help, but not for finding God again, just like yeah. for help yeah. outside. What do I do? Question mark. Um, and somehow stumbled upon this incredible book. I can't espouse it enough. Everyone should fucking read it. It's called You Are Your Own by Jamie Lee Finch. Okay. Um, oh God, she is an incredible ex, exvangelical, uh, she was raised in the Southern Baptist church um, uh, and like, is now a therapist and okay. a sex witch and a bisexual cool person. Cool. And so it does therapy and her whole thing is like, she she calls herself a relationship therapist between you and your body. Oh, I love oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Okay. And the whole title of the book is based on like the antithesis of you are not your own, you were bought at a price.
1: Mm. And
2: unlearning the damage that does and indoctrinating children with this belief that you belong to somebody else, your body belongs to somebody else and the like slow divorcing that happens over time. Chemically in our brains, like again, while our brains are squishy, being told that hell is real, that the rapture can happen at any minute now, that like everyone you love and know will die painfully and suffer forever unless you save them. Like all of these really like, When you think about it, abusive fucking issues are going to cause complex PTSD, which Mm -hmm. is like the prolonged, messy version of like, you're always constantly in a state of fight or flight yes and like right. can't quite access your body and i was like wait you're supposed to feel your body people can feel things below the neck i thought everyone was just mm. i'm like the richard scary like worm and an apple like that's oh, all yeah, yeah. that's my either any you guys are feeling things what yeah. <laughs> everyone was just disassociated all the time apparently a lot of people aren't sounds awesome or terrifying i haven't decided oh. um <laughs> but yeah in that book she she uses the phrases religious trauma mm. uh rapture trauma um a high demand religion like these things i would met i mean i'd heard actually i don't know if i'd heard of purity culture before okay at any rate it was it was my introduction to a like a, a whole bunch of fucking words that were, were suddenly it was like there was oh, like a label
1: for things in your, in your yeah. life. it has a name like, it, yeah. like
2: i had no idea these yeah. like, things ch- like, holy right. shit just Helen Keller. That's a big way into realization, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then of course, again, being in the pandemic and I got TikTok like everyone else and, um, and found, uh, Abraham Piper
1: was okay. the first
2: person I found. He is the son of a guy named John Piper. Okay. who was like a, I think his name's John Piper. I'm pretty sure. Who cares? He was like a Billy Graham contemporary. I think mm. he was like a big evangelical name. He wrote a bunch of fucking wow. books and in the dobson-y kind of community okay. like mm-hmm. just your basic white guy colonizing <laughs> like women should submit men yep. should just do all the things and we'll figure it out um and his son is an atheist yes when i oh my god i would yeah he's he's been like on and off tiktok a couple times but he's as far as i know still
1: oh right i've seen him
2: Yes. He has some great videos. John Piper's
1: um, son. Yeah, I follow him on TikTok, I'm pretty sure.
2: And when I found him and realized he was John Piper's son, it was like mm-hmm. a, this other level of like, I had just realized what all of these things, that all of these things were happening, yeah. had happened to me and I, they finally had names. And then that was like, oh, and there's so many of us. <sighs> There's, like, like I opened this door and was, like, oh, my God, there's, like, a room of thousands of people waiting for me. (laughs) I had no idea, like, duh, of course I wasn't the only one that, like, is experiencing this. And, like, yeah, so discovering TikTok was... uh, Discovering the, like, evangelical side of TikTok was very... I mean, again, I'd, like, I feel like I'd already deconstructed. I'd already, like i'd already left i was already out but i didn't have names for things Mm -hmm. and i didn't have anyone to process it with yes and like it's a when i find people now and like since i i did this show about my maranatha experience as a kid in chicago and a couple months ago and uh, the people that have come to it i've stayed in contact with some of them and i'm like networking with more people around here Mm -hmm. that saw the show and like want to sit down and talk about it and it's Mm -hmm. like i it's like i like finding another foster kid or something. It's like this very that's maybe not a fair phrase. I don't know what being a foster kid's like sounds like a lot. That was a bad example. But like I it's like this weird niche experience that like I it's really hard to compare to. And no matter how much I explain to any of my friends who like were raised atheist or whatever, Mm -hmm. or even people that were like raised Catholic, but like don't really practice like it's just not the same as like
1: no
2: day one Right. <laughs> from right. day one you are being told this is the truth and everyone's gonna tell you it's not but mm-hmm. you just have to believe that it is right otherwise you're lukewarm and that's bad and also your body and your genitals terrible don't ever think about them no. mm-hmm. um you're just gonna have your first kiss on your wedding night and if you're a girl you submit if you're a boy you like are a warrior and if you have any confusing feelings about that just suppress that shit because we don't want to hear about it pretty much um, Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, like getting to talk to other folks that. I mean, Jesus, like know what Adventures and Odyssey is, know what like fucking James Dobson is. No, yeah. like when I say purity culture, you know what that means. Yeah. I kiss dating goodbye and everyone's like, oh, like you. <laughs> when I when I was doing my solo show, it was always fun to get to the point when the pastor says, welcome to Maranatha. And there'd always be like one or two people that were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like they get it, you know yeah. what the fuck I'm about to talk about, right? Or, um, or left behind. That was another Ugh. one. Yeah, I'd say what. I was so another... you have
1: a, like a one person show? Is that what that is? Uh,
2: yeah, it was. I I've been working on it for over a year now. Um, it's
1: That's fucking awesome. I,
2: thank you. Yeah, it's not quite done yet, but okay, it's getting there. So you haven't um, performed? I've performed, it. I've performed oh, the first yeah. act. It's like oh, 25 okay. minutes, and it's just like the Maranatha It's mm. like ages, like eight to eleven ish.
1: Wow. Um,
2: But also like the way in which a lot of like the gender indoctrination Mm -hmm. of this idea of this is what girls should be. This is what boys should Mm, be. And me thinking like, well, I don't want to be what you're saying girls should be. And I don't really feel like a girl, but I don't have the words to articulate that. Um, But I know I'm not a boy. I feel like there should just be like a couple more options. I don't know. Um, There are (laughs) different cultures. There's Uh, multiple
1: genders in multiple cultures, you know?
2: Well, so we went on a, on a missions trip to French Polynesia yeah, and, yeah. cool place, cool yep. place God. Um, when I was yeah. a teenager and in the church there was, I don't remember their name for it, but there was like yeah. essentially a trans woman yeah. and she was fully accepted in the community. Yeah. Like she sang with the women, she dressed feminine. Mm-hmm. I believe we used she, her pronouns for her. I don't actually remember. But she like what she was yeah. a fucking trans woman and, yeah. and the church was just like, Yeah, what and like my, my parents like tried talking to the leaders about it and they were like, Yeah, like what do you it's Claudette? Like, what it's you, a member
1: like, of the community? Yeah, yeah. Right. like it
2: was nothing, and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like I, well, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah there's many cultures like uh, native natives have two spirit, uh, in Mexico there's the Mushes, uh, I forget mm-hmm.
2: Like basically it's, every non Eurocentric yeah. culture. Well, like yeah, that. yeah.
1: Thanks Christianity. Yeah, we've known about like, that literally for
2: centuries. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, exactly. So that's another and, way Christianity fucks shit up. Eurocentrism, yeah. white supremacy, heteronormativity. uh Yeah, all of that shit. Thanks Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
0: Because he was a mm. white man, obviously.
2: So. Well, and, and spoke English. <laughs> and spoke right. English, that's right. <laughs> definitely did that too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my God. <sighs> Holy point, shit. My best argument is just like, I don't know what, if I made him the image of God, then like what gender was the Holy Spirit? Your move, (laughs) Christian Christians. (laughs) This is ridiculous. Like you really believe in this expansive, incomprehensible, like perfect, wondrous God, and you think that he is defined by gender and defines us by gender. You think he gives a shit what we're doing with our Mm -hmm. buttholes? Like you think he care like what on earth are you talking about? I feel Mm -hmm. like if there was a God. She'd have to be a lot cooler than that. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
1: Oh my God, you're fucking awesome. Yes.
2: Thank you so you guys much are for
1: awesome. sharing your story. Oh, we know. We know.
2: <laughs> what a wonderful answer. <laughs> Own that shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we'd love to have you again at some point. Uh, you're hilarious. You're not uh, sick of me. <laughs> uh! Well, we're sick nope. of mouth. I'm sick
2: of what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Where can people find you?
2: I am on TikTok at Sarah J Ruthless. Um, I think also at this point, if you look up drunk Bible stories,
1: yes. like <laughs> me. It. I that am was... loving those fucking videos, by the way. Oh my yes. god, they're so I... well made. Oh, you're thank so you.
2: Good. I I wish I could make more. Of, I I wish that was my day job and that's all I did. <laughs> I, they, they come out like if I'm I, I try really try to do like one a month. Yeah, that's what I shoot for. Uh, yeah. Some months are better than others. It's a lot but, of work. Um, yeah. It's a, it's
1: a labor of love. It's our favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard, you all though. need to check out uh yeah, Sarah J Ruthless on TikTok, drum Bible stories. Oh, I it's fucking a... love it. Oh my god. we want to give a shout out to our friends from Recovering from Religion, yes. uh recoveringfromreligion.org, amazing nonprofit organization. Uh they have a hotline run 24/7 by volunteers, very well-trained volunteers. Okay. If okay. you are doubting your faith and you are needing someone to talk to, some community yes. peer support 184. I doubt it is the phone number. Uh, and if you go to recover you can also chat with somebody on the chat. <laughs> chat with someone on the chat. Uh, and you can be connected to groups such as XJWs, X ex evangelicals, X Muslim, etc. 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 They're fucking amazing. And they also have the Secular Therapy Project. If you go to seculartherapy.org, they have a registry of therapists who are not associated with any faith, any religious organization. They're not going to make you pray, read your Bible or whatever. Uh, Great, great resources. Secret I'm going to write that down. Oh, fuck yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. They're
1: looking for one of those. They're
2: yeah. hard to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: basically you open it up. There's a map. You choose the state where you are. And then That's it, awesome. it shows you where, yeah, the, the therapists are vetted by the organization mm-hmm. as That's being sacred cool. therapists. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Big shout out to Dr. Duray and yes. Gail Jordan. Woo-hoo. We love you.
0: Yes. Doing the Lord's work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. The they're amazing. Um, of course, and we wanted to remind our listeners and our viewers that we have a merch store. If you go to the link in the description, of this, out this, out, you can find the link.
0: I gotta get with some merch. <laughs> um, you, I think, would like. A <laughs> one. Uh, please don't you forget to, to subscribe to our channel. Smash that like, uh, like button, lightning button, like button, and jackpot, jackpot. <laughs> notification bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. <laughs>
1: The episodes come out on Mondays and they <laughs> are still available as audio only if that's what you prefer. Mm-hmm. If you go to tiny.cc slash Burning Eden, you can find all of the platforms where really? our podcast is streamed. Yes, But it's better here in the YouTubes. The tubes, the
0: tubes of you. The tubes oh. of you. Um, follow us on the Twitter for now, I guess. FFML666. Mine is at and his is FFML666.
1: And again, if you would like to support what we do here on this amazing podcast slash shit show, uh, you can become a supporter through Patreon.com slash BurningIn and 666. Big shout out to Ron H. Evelyn B., our friend Atheist Chico, Chico. Will H., who is on the other side of the world. We love you. And we can't wait to spank you again with the Bible in the middle of the hotel lobby. (laughs) Big shout out to Lynn, our friend Lissette. From Canada, who I'm gonna go visit. And I missed one. Uh oh, Robin.
0: Yeah, our new one,
1: Robin. Robin, <laughs> we love you, Robin. Yes.
0: And we also cannot forget the OGs on Anchor. Uh, Robin as well. Same Robin and William N <laughs> and Kit. Kit Kit. Kit. <laughs>
1: love Kit. All right. But, no. What a pleasure. Uh thank you for sharing that. Thank you. All of- you Thanks went through listening. a lot. That's what <laughs> we're here, here we for.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm here for the cat. So. Yeah. <laughs> <Research>. She's hiding. <laughs> <Hello>. yeah. My cat's <laughs> on the table here sleeping. It's fine. <laughs> What's yeah.
2: your cat's name? Gidget. Kids Gidget. Oh, my <laughs> oh, let's see her. Uh-huh. Oh my
1: god. Chunky. Chunky.
2: Oh, absolute unit. It's, of a
0: it's uh, International Cat Day, so we obviously have to celebrate her uh, as well. Really? Day. Yes.
1: I am so fucking allergic. I will die. I am too,
0: but oh, I, I would die for this bitch. <laughs> I would kill for her. Okay. I believe uh. You gotta get one of them creepy hairless cats. I want. You know which one I want. I want the werewolf cat. Have you seen that one yet? What? No. They look like fucking werewolves, and it's what? so. They're so ugly. They're cute. Yes, I like care it's just they have yet werewolf. Oh yet. my gosh. amazing. Anyway, <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Yes, you are fucking you awesome. Thank you guys. Yes. And we'll see you next time. That is what the Lord wants. <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you.